Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. Hey, Didier with Didier Mortgage. And our podcast today is about refinancing and either getting an equity line or refinancing everything. So I get a lot of phone calls during the week and I kind of want to share with you some of the scenarios that I get. I may get someone that wants to refinance their home and they've got a pretty decent low rate and where it doesn't really make sense to refinance, but they want a little bit of cash out, like say 15 or 20,000. You know, like if you look at the cost of refinancing, paying off your first, getting the cash out, you know, they jack up the rates on a refi cash out. You could be a half a percent higher than what the prevailing rates are today. And so does it make sense? Well, it may bring you right back to where your rate is now and then you want 15 or 20,000. Sometimes I just recommend that if you're able to pay off the equity line or pay off that loan that you're getting just to do an equity line because you know 15,000 20,000 and it's going to cost you three or four thousand that just doesn't make sense to me you know if it's costing you three or four thousand in closing costs to get 15 sometimes maybe just getting a no closing cost equity line might be the better way to go in terms of getting that little cash out that you need but you always want to have it prepared so that you can pay it off and, and do something with it you know, as I was just sharing with you in my prior podcast and my videos, you know, when you do a purchase, the interest rate is absolutely incredible if you have great scores. Then you do a rate term refi, and obviously FHFA, they put in their, their half a point or whatever, so the rate's a little bit higher. And then if you do a refi cash out, you're, you're like a half a percent higher. And so you just got to analyze these equity lines. Now, I get people that, you know, they want to do like debt consolidation and, and bring everything together. And it's, you know, it's a considerable sum of money. Well, then I can make some, try to make sense out of it. But, you know, really today is just about a case by case basis. And I think you just need to talk to someone that's going to tell you the truth on whether it does make sense to refinance the whole mortgage or to, you know, just to do an equity line or maybe to do a rate term and then do a, an equity line. Because there really is a big hit. You know, your, your purchases with incredible credit scores are in the 2% range. A rate term is just, you know, slightly above higher. And then a cash out, you're looking at a half, you're in the threes. So does it make sense? You know, if you're someone who's got a 3.8% and you want 15 grand and we're going to take you to 3.3 and you got, you know, your 15, that doesn't make any sense to spend three or 4,000 for the 15. So it's really a case by case basis, you know. You know, if you you have an equity line where you're you're going to use it and you're paying it off, whether you're buying houses, flipping them, or buying whatever you're doing, whatever investments you're doing, if you're turning it and flipping it, that's okay. Where you have that line readily available, but to go ahead and consolidate a bunch of credit card debt to put it all on there, that's not my recommendation. But if it's called a smaller equity line for just minor things, you know, maybe a separate equity line is good because you got to remember the equity lines, they're adjustable, right? They're monthly adjustable. So they adjust and then those those loans are amortized for a period of time 
And they all balloon at some point in time. So then you got to, you know, and time goes by, right? Just It just goes by so quickly. Next thing you know, you got a balloon. So you, you want to be careful about that in, in what we're talking about. You know, sometimes people say, well, I think I'll just, I own my home free and clear. I'll just put a $200,000 line of credit. And But if you're using two hundred and you don't have the ability to pay it off, that really doesn't make sense when you could have a fixed rate on a mortgage. So those are things to, to note if you need to know there. You know, other things are, you know, a lot of people, like they don't understand, and I'll, I'll flip that also another way. A lot of people, like uh, I have these people, that get, they're buying their home for cash. Well, then if you do a cash out to get your money out of it, you know, because you put cash into it because you did a quick sale or whatever the case may be, uh, the rates, you know, they're much higher than doing a rate term or a purchase. And people are like, well, what? I got to pay that much more? Yeah, because FHA, FHFA instituted these costs. And then you got to remember on the refi cash outs, if the borrower does not make the first mortgage payment, the lender eats the loan. Remember, like they're buying all the forbearance, the government's buying all the loans. So if you miss a payment on your forbearance, you're fine. But if it's a refi cash out, they didn't cover it. So you really got that thing where, you know, the lender has a certain amount of, you know, they're going to charge for that. They want a premium because they have to take the risk. If you don't make your first mortgage payment, they can't sell that loan. How many loans can you do like that? So that's the only thing you got to realize when you're doing a cash out refi are you making sense out of it? You know, if you're in the high fours and you get a low threes and you're cashing out and you're really, that makes total sense. But if you're in the high threes to go to the low threes, I, I'm not really buying that one too much. So we just got to really, you got to talk to somebody that's really going to analyze and go through it and kind of like just tell you the deal, not to try to make a deal, not to go ahead and, and say, God, you're doing the greatest thing when it's costing you so much money. I mean, I'm not talking about points or broker fees, but just you got to have appraisal, recording fees, doc stamps, intangible tax, you know, survey possibly, past them. And you got all these expensive title insurance, so processing and tax service, flood cert, so it goes on and on. So you just want to make sure it makes economic sense in what you're trying to do. And so sometimes I just tell people I, I wouldn't do it. And so I don't mean to bust a bubble, but, you know, I just tell them the truth. And if it doesn't sit right, I'm not going to do it. I just will not do the loan. So it, just, it has to make common sense for someone. So those are things. So the equity lines are there. And remember, when I do, you know, equity lines are kind of getting back. They kind of shut off when COVID came and April 1st came. They all stopped. So a lot were just sitting at like 75% or 80%. You know, now some have gone up to like a little bit higher to 90 so they're coming back, getting wet a little bit. And always remember on your equity lines, you're always going to lowball the appraisal if you got a first, right? Because they're in second position. So you don't get insulted if your value comes in much less than what you think it's worth because you're probably right, but they're just being more conservative on their approach so that they have themselves covered because obviously they're in a second position, which is, you know, if anything happens that goes down or bad, they got to buy out the first. So they got expenses, right? So a lot of stuff. And I just thought that would be helpful to know. Well, these small equity lines, not a big deal. A big equity line, that's a big deal. So you just kind of want to compare them and, and how they make sense. 
you know, the rates are the lowest I've ever seen in my lifetime. So like I'm seeing these rates that we have in the twos, it's pretty solid. So how long it'll be there, I don't know. But, uh, you know, we just have to make common sense of what you have going on to make sure that you're going and doing the right thing and spending your money wisely and for your family and going in the right direction. I hope I've been helpful on this podcast. It's just that you just have to compare and you really need to know on these cash outs, again, I'm being repetitive, the rates are much higher than they would be on a purchase or a rate term. I'm refinancing a, a lady right now. And so there was a rate and it's for a purchase. And you know, everyone's like, well, it's not till December. December, the, the, the FHFA is gonna raise it a half a point. No, they all did, it's already been done. A lot baked it in in September, October, November, they're all in, <laughs> they're, they're all there. So they've already baked in that fee. They're not waiting till December 1st, like you've read, they've already got it in there. So you need to know that. So that, that cash out is that hit has already been put in place, which I think is ridiculous, right? We're going through enough trying times and hard times, and, and then you're gonna go ahead and try to make some more money and, and put a half a point hit so that the rate is more higher. I mean, you're already torturing the poor souls to get a refi cash out. Now you're hitting them for higher fees when you're trying to get your house in order, consolidate your debt, lower your monthly payments, and you know, to be prepared for what may be in store. And, and you know, you're trying to get your house in order because you don't know with jobs and maybe less hours or maybe wage cuts or who knows. So those are the things. I just don't think that was a very fair move. And, uh, and I think consensus says the same thing. I think that the consumer, the American people, you know, they're just trying to get their ducks in rows or wavering through all these things that are going on and getting left curves thrown at them. They're just trying to prepare so they can be economically uh, survivable in the years ahead. So that's it. I'm Didier buying Florida, Didier with Didier Mortgage. All you got to do is go to my website at www.didiermortgage.com. Go to my videos, take a quick one minute, two minute, listen to one. And if you think there's some good information, I expand a little bit on the podcast. I keep the podcast at 10 minutes. I'm not, I never listen to a podcast that's 20 or 30. So check out my website. I've got great articles. I got videos and I got podcasts. I'm here to educate you. I'm here to help you along the lines and be your lifeline to making the right decisions on getting a mortgage. Take care and a wonderful week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.